during your process towards progress, you're going to experience potholes. But those potholes have purpose. And it's about whether or not you stay true to your purpose and are able to push through that pothole and continue your process to see the principles that they're teaching you. We want to thank you again for joining us on the Off the Dome radio podcast because today we have a very, very electric interview with John, I'm so excited. Anthony Murdoch, who is the founder of Power Moves Only, which is a brand that promotes lifestyles that are based around successful interactions. So he's he's going to get into that. And I met Anthony while I was at Butler University. I met him at... Uh, the recreation center. We played basketball a lot together, um, and I knew right away after meeting him that th- this was a purpose-driven individual, and that's that's how I describe him with mm. the way he goes throughout his life. He has he's in law school, by the way, at the uh, IU Law IU Law School. Uh, he also runs like a virtual speaking series on his Instagram uh, called Moments with Murdoch, um, and then he also, like I said, he has the the, the Power Moves Only brand. So he talks about that. Uh, he talks about. The way his family impacted him, raising him, where he got his 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 mo at, his motivation, um, and then we recorded this around the time when uh, Kevin Durant injury happened. So we talk about the athlete versus human persona, as well as like the principle of intersection intersectionality, which pretty much means like what your identity in certain aspects of life. So it got pretty deep there, um, and he also talks about like the expansion of power moves only, like how he was able to spread it to different universities, uh, what it is, and how his own personal brand is reflected through Power Moves Only. So, Slager, what did you think about this interview? It, I have said this on a few a few other episodes before. Not a lot, but a few. This is one of my favorite ones that we've done. Mm. Uh, this was my very first time meeting Murdoch. One of those started with a handshake, ended with a hug, and that, that's welcome to OTD, baby. But... Uh, Man, we just, we hit it off instantly. This dude, his, his passion, his drive, uh, not only for himself, but to help others. And what he knows he can achieve is like a, a good type of scary. Mm-hmm. He knows what he's really capable of. And I think more people need to try to tap into that. Yeah. Uh, but we, uh, we asked him like, what are the three most important things that are needed to be present when building a brand? Uh, and along with that, he got into the meaning of accountability, uh, especially when it comes to your audience. Like you get to a certain point, they rely on you. So just based on that, because you started, you are now held accountable. You have to keep going. Uh, then he gets into some of the adversity that he's faced with power moves only, um, and with, uh, moments with Murdoch and some of the things that he struggled with. Uh, on his own when he was first starting out, um, whether it be views or facing the camera, um, he, he dives into to some of those little speed bumps and roadblocks to where he had he had to just power through. And finally, yeah, he, he gets into his law school experience, networking, how he kind of manages it all, how he keeps it all in the air, uh, along with his sanity. You know, we I'm one of those where I love to do way too much and then deny that I'm doing way too much. And, and so we see how he is able to prioritize and manage everything and still stay on track with his goals and give the right people the right amount of attention in his life too. Um, and this... 
man, this is easily the deepest episode that we've we've had, and it was just on on a never another oof, on another level of of thinking and speaking and just understanding how we operate, why we operate, and and just where we're really all trying to go and why we're doing what we're doing. So. I loved this one. I'm going to re-listen and re-listen because Murdoch brought the heat in this. So without further ado, please give it up for Anthony Murdoch. Anything, everything goes, man. Welcome to Off the Dome. I appreciate you. Thank yeah. y'all for having me. Yeah, dude, Thanks for absolutely. coming to be here, baby. It's good to be here. Absolutely. Man. It's good to be here. He texted me early this morning. We were like, we are getting the juice flowing. Yeah, like, no facts. I'm geeked. It's about to go down. I'm geeked. It's just yeah. amazing. We started balling at the HRC at Butler freshman year to right now we're interviewing for our podcast. Speak about the business you're going into. Bro. It's just. Life coming full circle. Yeah. Yeah. Blessed. We here. Thankful. So, Anthony Murdoch, let's uh, What's up, man? let's hear a little bit about you, man. Introduce to uh, to the listeners and, and what you're getting into, and then we're gonna we're gonna dive deep on some things. No, for sure. Uh, so again, my name is Anthony Murdoch II. Um, Murdoch is a purpose-driven, action-oriented servant leader. That's what I tell everybody when they first meet me. Murdoch is a purpose-driven, action-oriented servant leader. Whether we're talking about my business, we're talking about my brand. We're talking about my education. We're talking about my professional pursuits. Those three things, purpose-driven, action-oriented servant leader, are at the heart of, of everything I do. And I'm working to create a brand that whenever people engage with me, they experience those three things. Mm-hmm. And so that's the first thing I got to say. You know, that's who I am. Uh, that's what I'm about. Uh, I was raised in Indianapolis. I wasn't born here. I moved a lot when I was a kid. Uh, but the city of Indianapolis made me. And I was raised on principles of stewardship. I go to Eastern Star Church here in the city. Uh, you know, church is very, very important to me. I'm a Christian black man, so my Christianity comes before anything and everything else. And uh, some of our churches were extremely, extremely intentional about is stewardship. And so I'm trying to consistently live a life in which I'm giving back to the people, places, and things that invested in me. Uh, and so that's really why I'm here. And I'm so geeked to be in Indianapolis which is the, the world's largest small city, yeah. you know, in a, in a lot of different ways, man. And not just in population size, but just in opportunity. You know what I mean? Like there's so much opportunity here for some people, but then for the same thing in other people, this town is way too small for their potential, right? And how you balance between them, them like two completely different worlds in the same space. And I'm thankful to be in a place and see Indianapolis as a place of so much opportunity for me. Uh, mm-hmm. So was raised here in the city, I graduated from Butler, my man Tim already said. Um, I'm currently in law school, so I'm a second year uh, law student. Thank God, made it through my first year at the um, IU Robert H. McKinney School of Law here in downtown Indianapolis. Uh, I'm the co-creator of Power Moves Only. Uh, Power Moves Only is a brand that promotes lifestyle centered around success-oriented actions. Long story short, we help people create, develop, and strategize more personal, inclusive, and purpose-driven ideas of success through a number of different programs. And then uh, last but not least, uh, I'm Murdoch, and I have my own virtual speaker initiative called Moments with Murdoch, where literally every week I'm on my Instagram, I'm talking to people this year about their process towards progress. Um, I call the process towards progress 
Patience plus persistence plus purpose equals progress. And so I'm taking 52 weeks. Literally, every week you can get on your Instagram on Sundays. You're going to see me popping up on your, mm-hmm. on your story timeline. Taking 13 weeks about patience, 13 weeks about <clears throat> persistence, 13 about purpose, and 13 about progress. And that's pretty much me trying to pursue my purpose. Uh, that was divinely oriented um, as best as possible. And I'm happy to be here today. Yes. Happy to be here today. Good morning, Indianapolis. What is happening? Let's get it, baby. Let's oh get it. Oh, my goodness. Let's get it, man. Let's Woo. get it. Let's get it. Let's get it. Let's get it. Let's if you're not awake, you are now. <laughs> That's Let's right. go. I want to ask the power moves only. Yeah, yeah. So how, sure. did, uh, how did that come into fruition? Because you said you're the co-creator yeah. of that. Yeah, bro. Yeah. yeah, bro. So shout out to my boy, Noah. Mm-hmm. Noah uh, Warfield? Yeah, Noah. I love you him. You already know. Yeah, He's the man. He's I love the man. him too, man. I love He's him good. too. Um, so we started it uh, together back officially. Okay, so we officially started it back in April of 2017. Okay. But we're going to talk about the inception for the idea. We got to go back probably about two years before. Okay. Um, and it's funny, we actually have this picture on Instagram. If you go to my page, I, we posted a pic, and he posted it first. of a. We were at a party, and I was wearing this jersey. <laughs> you think I'm lying. <laughs> and I think I got this jersey from Naptown Thrift. I'm not sure if I did or not. <laughs> Cassius, about that like, Naptown, Naptown Thrift. Thrift. Get it. <laughs> but, Shout out, Aaron. Um, for real. But yeah, bro, we, it's, I didn't think about that when I put this on this morning. But I was wearing this jersey, and we took a picture of the party, and we captioned it, Power Moves. Okay. Uh, so to give a little bit of context, at Butler, uh, you know, the party scene is interesting. Depending upon where you go, who you know, and we won't get too deep into that. <laughs> but um, we were trying to be intentional, man, about going to parties and just getting it lit. You know what I mean? Um, just trying to have a good time with a lot of good people, man. And after we were finished, Noah and I would ride together from party to party. And we say, boy, that was a power move. You know what I'm saying? We walked in, the party was one way left. Like, but that was a power move. Power move. <laughs> that was it. And then we were like, hey, we keep making these power moves. You know what I'm saying? We can have the weekend. And then um, we said, okay. If we have, if pe- then people started calling the parties power moves. And we're like, all right. You know, if, you, if people are using this language, there's a there's traction. There's, there's social power along, aligned with that. You don't need to be doing parties. Like, you need to do something with purpose. And we started thinking about, okay, why do they call them power moves? Like, why do we call it? And it was, because it was a successful party. Like, okay, we branched outside of parties and we started saying, you know, what's success? And no one and I would just sit down and have critical conversations all the time about success. Mm-hmm. We were both people who wanted to become greater than our environment. Um, we knew that you didn't know what you weren't exposed to. And so we wanted to expose people to new and, and better things that they never thought they could have accomplished. And so we just had very, very critical conversations about success. And before we knew it, we were like, shoot, we need to do something with this, man. And so we started using a hashtag like on my post. And so if you go back to post before Power Moves Only was started for both myself and for Noah, we would use the hashtag. We were like, okay, that's dope, Power Moves. And so a couple other people started using the hashtag. It's like, okay. And then, man, you see, you know, we didn't, we weren't entrepreneurs. We didn't call ourselves entrepreneurs, but we had that passion inside of us. And before we knew it, we, you know, long story short, um, we got people together who would operate as brand ambassadors at Butler. And... So we had, I think it was eight brand ambassadors to start. Um, first year sophomores, juniors, and seniors at Butler. And the rest is history. So we started at Butler with, I think, eight ambassadors. The next semester, we were at Purdue and DePaul. Mm. The semester after that, we were at IU. And then our goal is to be at every public university in this state by the end of this year okay. with an ambassador. So it's just awesome. it's a good goal from there. Yeah, and we got so many different programs, a lot of great programs going on. But to kind of answer your question, that's where it started with a with a party. 
and yeah. now we're operating purpose. Yeah, and people like people obviously looked up to you mm, as yeah. a leader because you started saying that you spoke it into existence. Indeed, and then other people started saying it. Indeed. So I bet that that just reinforced and kind of made you feel good. Like, hey, like if, if it can spread like this, let's just do do something with it. Man, so, one of the one of the to go off that one of the greatest feelings, right? And I was also raised, which I think is is deep. But I was I was raised in a humble household, right? Parents came from literally nothing, and they made something. And so I was raised with something. I'm trying to give my kids everything, right? And I had no children. I'm talking about my hypothetical family, to yeah. clarify for everybody listening. It's good to look at it. Yeah, I like that. But, like but, that but that's, that's what I'm saying, you know? Yeah. And you know, always trying to make progression, right? Trying to grind now so we can shine later. That's right. Uh, Jesus. that. <laughs> but, like, on a, on, a, on a serious token, when you're raising a humble household like I was, uh, you oftentimes don't want the attention, right? And so you sometimes can do something that might have gotten you recognition, but you try and move yourself out of the spotlight so you don't receive it. And something that I had to learn was on one end, sometimes you play somebody else's blessing when you don't accept the recognition that you worked for because you might be motivating someone you haven't met yet. And that's deep. Mm-hmm. But on the flip side, right, what's great about Power Moves Only is when you speak something into fruition behind closed doors. And again, like I said, I was raised in a, in a Christian household. God will move and shake things to come to fruition without my action. So I didn't need to step into the spotlight for power moves only to grow. That's good. And that's dope. When people start to take the brain and move it, and so then you just have to do work to continue to push that vision out. So I think that, I don't know, like you, you said there, but we just kind of touched upon a couple mm-hmm. things. For me, I want to make sure I put, yeah. put some light on it. But that goes in line with like your reason with it too. Yeah, bro. Like that's exactly hand in hand of, of why you're doing it. There are some people that they want that spotlight. They see the dollars yeah, and like yeah, that's yeah. it. But like... You know all that will come from being behind the scenes and doing what you have to for the reasons you have to do them. Bro, absolutely, man. Absolutely. Man, in in every program that we have, and I don't need to go into all of our programs because there's so much more to talk about, but that's the idea. You know what I mean? If If you stay focused on your purpose, success is personal, inclusive and purpose driven. You know, that's that's at the core of our philosophy mm-hmm. with empowerment only. Success is personal, inclusive, and purpose driven. <clears throat> if we are able to explain to people that success for you is for you and for nobody else. It's not your parents, mm-hmm. it's not your best friend, it's not your millionaire neighbor, it's not your uncle who's an alcoholic, <clears throat> it's not your cousin who's a crackhead. Mm-hmm. Success is you. Success is you, it's personal to you. And then success is also purpose-driven. And that purpose is predicated on being personal. What is your purpose? We can't even talk about success if you don't, if you don't know what your purpose is. And so we have programs to help people develop their purpose. Mm-hmm. Um, and then last is inclusive. What does that mean? Your success cannot just do great things for you, which goes back to that money piece. Even if you are trying to hit a certain dollar amount, which I don't discourage financial literacy or financial freedom, I think it's essential. Um, but what are you doing with those dollars to impact the people? Mm. You know, and that's why success has to be inclusive. What are you, what is success, your image of success doing for the people around you to improve their environment? I so, yeah. I love it. I like that. And I love what you said, my favorite one, is the personal aspect of it. Yes, because yes. I think in today's like society where literally everybody's life is out there for you to see. Man. It's so easy for you yourself to com- really compare yourself to other people's success. Like you're talking about like your millionaire neighbor, the people who you're seeing on Instagram who are 
who are posting about great things. Like everything just seems so great around you. And I think we get swallowed up in, in comparing like, oh, he has something that I don't have. And that can kind of impact the way we go up about things. But when we compare ourselves to ourselves and make it personal, like you said, I think that that brings a refreshing perspective to it. And it, I feel like it just motivates you even more. That was fantastic, bro. That was, can we put that like Cause a Because it's because it's, it's, it's what you're saying. You, you inspired me to say that. We're, we're, getting, we're getting deep on this show. Let's, let's it, roll it. Yeah. I trying to get, I, I trying to make it deep, but it got to be no, deep. No, that's all good. Man, Welcome man. to Off the Dome, baby. Hey, facts. <laughs> that's such a dope name. Yeah. Thank Off you. It took us a while. We appreciate that, yeah. When we had it, we're like, this is We, uh, yeah, man, we went through a lot. Sometimes I think we spent too much time on the name, but like, now that we got what we got is like, we spent the right amount of time on the name. Man, can I... So, can I go off of something you just said? Bro? Go for it. Because we were talking about this before you walked in the door. So, when we, when Tim and I met, like I said, which I'm trying to think, we met. I graduated from high school in 2014. It's been five years, bro. Mm. Is that right? It's 2019, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, yeah. Five years. If, yeah. That is ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Five <laughs> years. <laughs> we growing. Bro, that is ridiculous. I did not, I didn't say that till right now. Yeah. I, we've known each other five years, bro. Yeah. Man. Okay, I need to get back on topic. No, you're good. The point is, so I knew him five years ago. I introduced myself as Anthony. Mm-hmm. He's known me as Anthony for five years. Yeah. Now, we had a conversation about the power in the name before you walked in. Mm-hmm. I go by Murdoch, right? And I go by Murdoch for a number of different reasons. One, just because, as you know, I played sports in high school. Mm-hmm. And you play sports, too. Mm-hmm. Um, your name's a little bit harder to pronounce than mine. <laughs> than <last time>. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> I've gotten Alzheimer's before, you, believe it or not. You're kidding, bro. Yeah, oh, my eighth grade teacher, I don't know if he was joking or not, first day of class, calling out attendance. Yeah, funny. I hope he wasn't joking. He said Alzheimer's. Like, That's not funny. Like, mm-hmm. come on, man. Mm-hmm. But hey, hey, listen, I can go on a whole separate tangent just about that. Yeah. I can go on a whole separate tangent about that, but I won't. <laughs> um, but the point is, like, like I said, playing sports in high school, you get called the name on the back of your jersey. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You go to your first open gym. You go to your first track tryout. What's, on the, what's the name on your back of your jersey? Murdoch, get over here. Murdoch, get on the line. Murdoch, Murdoch, Murdoch. And so people just call me Murdoch. And so a lot of people just knew me as Murdoch. But with him, who didn't know me from Diddley Squad, I called him my first name, Anthony, the name that my mama gave me. Um, but as I got older, right, and more and more people knew me as Murdoch and not as Anthony because my reputation preceded me, my brand preceded me, then I started thinking about the power in my name. And I introduced myself as Murdoch to everybody now. And that's intentional because I opened this saying that Murdoch is what? A purpose-driven, action-oriented servant leader. There is power in that name. Mm-hmm. And I want people to know whenever they hear the name Murdoch, they hear those things and they know the power that comes by being associated with me. Mm-hmm. And so you talk about I spent a little bit too much time thinking about off the dome, Shoot, we spent a whole bunch of time thinking about whether or not you call it power moves only. Is it a hashtag? Is it not a hashtag? No one, I had a lot of conversations, but you didn't spend too much time. Because, man, that's essential. Because there's power in what people call you. If you call a child trash, they're going to think they're trash. If you try to call a child a king or a champ, like I was called, I'm going to think I'm a king and a champ. If you call this podcast, this sucks, then people are going to think it sucks. <laughs> But when people think, when, you, when people understand the story behind the name that you gave it, mm-hmm. and people are going to put value and believe that there's a, there's a mission behind the mission. And that's that's amazing. Mm-hmm. So, no, nah, y'all ain't take so much time. This is dope. Mm-hmm. This is dope. Appreciate that. Appreciate that. Drop that mic. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's that's why I think, you know, when we finally got it, we were like, yo, that's it. And it was like, it was the right amount of time. <clears throat> but we went through a lot because I was like, okay, 
we do this, we talk about this, we kind of want to give people an insight of what we're talking about, but not too much. We want to like kind of have it enticing, kind of reel them in, but not have them understand what they're all getting into. For sure. And so we were like, but we'll go off tangent sometimes, we'll detour, we'll let that wave ride, and then we'll kind of you know, slowly trail our way back on, on course to what our topics were for the day. But we'll go as long as we need to if we don't hit all our topics. As long as it was really good stuff that was providing value to, to other people, we're good. And so we're like, man, it's just kind of like, it just flows, it, it, we let it go, it, it's natural. It's, I'm like, man, we're just kind of off the top of our head just talking about it. Then we're like, it's off the dome. It's off the dome radio. I love it. And then we're like, all right, now let's get some stickers. <laughs> yeah, it's all about what people feel when they hear it, mm. when, they, when they hear the name, when they hear Murdoch, when they hear off the dome. It's all about what people feel when they hear it. So. Isn't that what my Angelou said? What's up? Something about, and I'm going to jack up this quote so bad, but I promise my Angelou said that it's not what you said or what you did, it's how you made people feel. Mm-hmm. That means the most. Yeah. Hey, for y'all listening, if I if I jacked up that quote, do not be mad at me. Please don't. <laughs> it sounds right, we sounds got right the, to We got the message. Yeah. The message is, is beauty enough. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's a good quote because I feel like you can only move people so far by giving them like like facts, data, logic, mm, mm. but you're really going to move people miles by appealing to their emotions, the way they make them feel. I mean, that's that's true in, in anything. What sales, advertising, regular conversation. You got to it's got to go beneath the surface. So, it's all about what people feel when that's they hear facts. it. So, that's facts. They say they say ball don't lie <laughs> and they say numbers don't lie. But numbers aren't alive, bro. Like numbers don't live. They yeah. don't tell the life yeah. behind and the story behind the experience, bro. Right. So I, I, I genuinely agree with that. You're going to be a millionaire asshole. Man. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So There's I mean, a lot of, people will remember that I mean, instead got, of the million dollars that you had. Yeah. We got a dude who's a billionaire sitting courtside at the NBA Finals pushing Kyle Lowry when he goes into the stands. Bro, like, it's yeah. your actions speak louder. Than like, you. you just told us everything about your character that everyone ever needs to know. Without opening your mouth. Didn't say a word. Yeah. Without opening your mouth. Yeah. Speaking of that, what do y'all think about the finals? I'm, I'm, happy, so, I'm happy for Kawhi. I'm I, so I, glad the Raptors won. Yeah. I like who we – I mean, we need more people like Kawhi in the NBA. Turn People who are out there – I mean, he can show a little bit more emotion sometimes, yeah, but yeah, I just yeah. like how humble he is. Like, mm-hmm. he doesn't – he doesn't get too high. He doesn't get too low. I think that's a that's a lesson that everybody can learn from, like in life. Like when you're when you're success, like when you're successful, you shouldn't feel like you're like the best ever. You should mm. be hungry for more and be humble for more. Yeah, absolutely. But when you hit your lows, when you're when you're failing, that you gotta see failure as a good thing. Learn from it. So you can't get too high. Can't get too low. Cause, so I, I really admire Kawhi as a person. So I'm, I'm, I'm happy they won. It, it sucks that the, the Warriors got the injuries they did. But and, and that's that's part of what I wanted to talk about. You know, first of all, I'm a first of all I love East Coast basketball. Mm-hmm. Okay, West Coast basketball gets on my nerves. <laughs> okay, it gets on my everybody listening. It gets on my nerves. I'm a huge Boston Celtics fan. Tim already knew that. Mm-hmm. Uh, huge Boston Celtics fan. I love I love the fact that over so many generations of basketball, how the game of basketball has evolved. They've maintained this nitty gritty style of play. Mm-hmm. I love that, and that's and Tim knows from playing with me. That's the kind of player I am. Yeah, you know, he's I'm a not, dog out yeah, there. Yeah, no, seriously, get he's on. He's a rough rider. My, my guy. Yeah. Thank mm-hmm. you, bro. Um, so, and the West Coast is just very, very different than that. Now, it's it's changing, evolving in large part due to LeBron and really just as a, just an amazing basketball player, being able to succeed in on both 
in both conferences. I think people need to have more critical conversations about that, about his ability to be successful in the East Coast basketball and West Coast basketball. I mean, mm -hmm. that's just, that's beautiful. However, right, and I'm glad Kawhi won because I love his style of play. Defensive-minded player who transcends on the offensive side as well. Um, just, just a great player. But even more than that is what you just said about the Warriors. And I thought that, um, you know, I don't hate on people who do things very well. Um, and I think they've, I mean, to win as many championships as they had and to dominate the game, um, you know, I can't hate on that. I think that's success in many different ways. And we can talk about the fact that they have so many superstars and things along those lines, whether or not Steve Kerr is a great coach. Um, that's a different conversation, but I got to give credit where credit is due. But I will say, though, is I thought it was terrible, absolutely terrible, the response that fans had when Kevin oh, went down that second time. That was it made me sick. It was disgusting. Mm -hmm. You know, basketball is a sport generally, in my opinion, which is why I love basketball so much, or they, they sponsor community connections. You know, I think, I think basketball has a way of, of not transcending, you know, social constructs, but acknowledging the fact that we come from different places and spaces, mm -hmm. and we're able to have critical conversations through the court about our differences mm -hmm. and know that our differences don't make us better or worse, but it makes us a great society. Yeah. Um, and I think basketball is a great way of doing that. And I think that people need to honor that and respect that. And that was a lack of respect mm -hmm. for the fact that that guy knew he was injured, came back out because he knew his team needed him. And now he's out for another year. And you laugh. Yeah. That's disgusting. Mm -hmm. that's, that's, that's not the game. And then, and then Clay. You know what I mean? In fact, that was that, even more, I mean, goodness gracious, yeah, it was just. A, and they watching know. a horror film. You didn't know who was going to yeah. get injured next. Yeah, you know who's going to leave next. It's just like, look, yeah, they're athletes, but you're a lawyer, you're a doctor, you're this, you're that. They're still human people that you can get the same injury, but it wouldn't affect your job. This is their job and livelihood too. Man, you're they're more than an athlete. And and it's like I I don't want to misquote, so I won't say who I thought said it. There was an NFL player. Uh, when you know people complain about their fantasy teams, when yeah. guys get injured, like yeah. oh my god, he's injured, and it was something like you you're caring more about your fantasy team than you are of the actual person with the real life injury. He goes, we don't give a shit about your fantasy team, Man. and I'm like, wow, let's go, wow, <laughs> let's go. So it's like, look, I appreciate like the love and hate of the game to where it's like, oh, that's a good rivalry. Like, yeah, I want. Uh, let's talk a little shit here and there, you know? Yeah, it's not going to hurt anybody, but, like, when you start to enjoy the pain and loss of another team or a teammate, then it's like you're, you're getting into a realm where you don't know the conversations going on behind every single door, what they're dealing with, what they have. I mean, there have been NBA players in the last couple of years, Tim and I talk about this on the show, that talk about mental health. Yeah. Uh, Kevin Love, yeah. uh, DeMar DeRozan, it's like, they all have real life shit too. It's not just us, and they're not way up here. They're just athletes. They have a different job than we do. No, I, I think you hit it on the head, man. And I think that's why um, the more than an athlete campaign uh, mm -hmm. is is huge. And the fact that, oh, man, these are people that provide for their families. You know what I mean? And the fact that we, even, even I, because, again, and, and then also, like, as athletes, you know, I think we can – I look at my style of play on the floor and how emotional I can get. And, like, in high school – you know, racial slurs being thrown at you depending upon where you play. And how the game can be something that you care so much about. And, like, you, you are genuinely dedicated when you're on the floor. But when that happens, everything switches. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And, and the fact that people look at this sport, because it is, you know, it's a, 
It's something that you can watch, you can be mesmerized by, and it's entertainment. But we have to be conscientious about the fact that there's people that are entertaining you. And for them, it's not entertainment. For them, it's livelihood. Mm -hmm. And how yeah. do we respect people in that element? The fact that it might be entertaining to us, but this is a livelihood for somebody else. I think the same thing for music. And the fact that we can really be so critical of a lot of artists for the content that they put out, but we don't listen to what a lot of these people are saying in their music. And we need to listen, because a lot of people use their music to talk about real life issues. Mm -hmm. And we're so caught up in the beat that we're missing the message behind the beat. Yeah. And, and I don't know, it's, so it's, it's deep. So I, I completely mm -hmm. agree. I completely agree. Mm -hmm. I completely agree. Yeah. And that just speaks to the fact that we as humans have multiple layers to mm. who we are. Like, I have me as a, as a son. I have me as a brother. Me as an uncle. Me as a podcast partner, business partner. Me as a friend. Like, you have different identities within yourself. And, like, people want to view you a certain way. So I think that's, that's an important mindset and vision to take towards it. I'm, I'm glad you covered that. So. I, love, I love this conversation. Uh, Kimberly Crenshaw, just a, Dr. Kimberly Crenshaw, she graduated from Cornell University, talked about uh, the principle of intersectionality. And that's what she spoke to. Literally what you said just right there. Now, she was focused, focused specifically on race and gender and the intersections between race and gender and how people aren't just, a, you know, people aren't just black or white. People aren't just a man or a woman or trans or non-binary. But there are multiple identities that create who you are. Mm -hmm. And she has so much academic work that has genuinely changed the social justice space in talking about that. Mm -hmm. So if, for people that are listening to this, that's, a, that's somebody, and it's a black woman uh, who did a lot of great work I love the fact that you brought that up and she did a lot of great work to, to talk about that so maybe someone we reach out to Tim yeah. listen she's amazing you can get her off oh my god <laughs> <laughs> we'll always try we'll always try but uh, one, one thing that uh, sparked me Tim that you said uh, about being you know your, your son your uncle your, your friend a business partner uh, I think it was in Don't Sweat the Small Stuff um, so Murdoch we have book talk yeah, yeah, yeah. on our show and so one of uh, what he sparked was and don't sweat the small stuff you know he's identifying just everyday things that other people are too and it talked about when you look people in the eye when you pass them like whether it's the street or the grocery mm -hmm. store mm -hmm. and it's like just give them a little smile even because they have likes dislikes they have girlfriend boyfriend maybe they're single maybe they're lonely um, they had a divorce you know they have this and that and it's just like why wouldn't you smile at another person who's like you more than you think they are? Wow. Because it's like you, you have your own sphere. You always have your own like personal bubble. But it's like if we want to interact wow. and have better communication and intersectionality like you're getting at, like then just start there. And it'll be awkward at first until it becomes habit. Once it becomes habit, it's no longer awkward. Listen, y'all, everybody listen. I gotta, <laughs> I'm serious. I got to shout out these guys, man, because this is, a, this is amazing. This, is, this conversation is so natural. And again, I, I, I listen. I'm, I'm not going to lie. I don't listen to a lot of podcasts because I think a lot of people, and it's just tough because one, to listen to something because a lot of these oftentimes are long. And I think, you know, you talked about the fact you don't want to force conversation. I think a lot of people just force conversation. And so it's difficult to listen to something that's for that long period of time that's forced, mm -hmm. right? But this is genuinely, and this is the first day that I, like I've never seen you face We to talked face, on the phone one time. Literally, so I'm, I'm thankful the fact that this yeah. engagement is so natural. Mm -hmm. But you talked about um, like the bubble, 
You know what I'm saying? The fact that we we operate in these bubbles or these spheres, I think you're absolutely right. It goes back to, and Tim is probably a little bit familiar with this. When I was back at Butler, um, I co-founded a student movement called Bust the Bubble. Um, and we work to promote the perspectives of students of color at predominantly white institutions across the country. Mm. Um, and, and that's exactly what it was focused on. And then we were focused specifically at Butler um, and believe and understand that the Butler bubble limits everyone. And this idea that this Butler bubble, which was almost part of the marketing scheme at Butler, right? We needed to be intentional about busting that bubble to see that there's so much more world than just Butler. Yeah. Even in Indianapolis. Yeah. And, and shoot, we can talk about it, obviously, from a social justice lens, which we were, but then we can talk about it from a business and marketing lens. And the fact that Butler's ability to place people in places and spaces professionally, like Johnson & Johnson, like this legend right here, <laughs> uh, which I can imagine what that did for your career, the opportunities that you had. People I met, yeah, places I saw, too. Seriously, like, you, you have to be conscious of the role that institutions play in their community. And that was something we were focused on, right? And that's, that's macro. But at a micro level, that's what you're talking about. And the fact that when you're walking down the street, how many different bubbles brush alongside each other, right? And how amazing would it be if we busted each other's bubble and lived in a common space? Mm -hmm. So that's just beautiful, the fact that y'all, it's beautiful. Yeah. So I just wanted to link that in there too. That was great. Well, at the end of the day, it's just, it's finding commonality among all people. People... Everyone on this earth is alive for a certain reason. Yes, they they're, are. They're motivated by something. Yes, they are. Whether it's their family, whether it's to live more life, whether it's to be healthier. And everyone has something common. Like, we all have something in common. Like, I, I just feel like if you walk into a college classroom and ask, like, hey, who's been the biggest influence on your life? Mm-hmm. I mean, most of the people are going to say their parents. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's just, it's just things like that that we can, we can all have in common and, and, and bring about and breaching that bubble. Like you said, puncturing that bubble and... It's uncomfortable to, to go out and do that sometimes, but you'll find like it's so rewarding once you, once you do it. And the more you do it, the more likely you're gonna branch out, and talk to people, like what we've been able to do with this podcast. So and it's necessary. Think about think about the gym. You know what I'm saying because that's where we relate. You know, we learn a lot of different places, but but that's one of them. And it's think about all those times when we when I first came to Butler and I played against Tim for the first time. I'm, just, I'm like, my God. <laughs> I went back to the crib and was like, sheesh. He God, said he was hooping. <laughs> he was seriously yes. hooping. I'm on a too. I was like, goodness gracious. Yeah, yeah, you know, I shoot some free throws here and there on the weekends. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you know, I get out once in a while if it's dry. Bro, I was like, golly. And, and I, I mean, I appreciate I know I'm being it's kind of funny, but like at a serious level. You know, I'm a competitor mm-hmm. at heart. And I was like, well, shoot, he out here trying to ball. Shoot, I need the ball too. And so you better believe him. See, I mean, because I think we probably worked out. I did personal workouts too. Mm-hmm. You know, I come early in the morning or late at night sometimes and just getting personal workouts with myself. And sometimes we do that individually together. I was in there by myself. And shoot, I was trying to get better. Mm-hmm. I wasn't playing for Butler, but I might play for the club team for, for a season. Um, and just want, he played for the intramurals a couple times, too. Just wanted to get better constantly. And you better believe there were days where I had to, if I want to get better at my in-and-out crossover into a jump shot, better than anybody else. You know, I have to do that for 30 minutes. I'm getting up two or 300 times. It's annoying. My arm's hurting. I'm mm-hmm. saying that. But I'm developing that muscle memory. Shoot, my arm is burning. Mm-hmm. My arm is burning. I'm getting extremely uncomfortable. But now, can't nobody stop that, bro. All right. Can't nobody stop that. So it took me to be uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. To get comfortable in that shot, yeah. think about how much better my game is. 
because of going through that uncomfortable situation. And that's just a metaphor about life. Mm-hmm. And you got to get uncomfortable to be able to have critical conversations about things that make this a better world for a lot of different people. So mm-hmm. I, I completely agree with what you said. Yeah, yeah. And once you started doing that, well, you started doing just reps, yeah. reps, yes. reps. After so many, it becomes habit. Then it's easy to do, easy to not do. Exactly. We talked about Slide Edge. It's a great book. Things that are easy to do, easy to not do. 50 push-ups in the morning, 50 squats with that, air squats to start your day. Easy to do, easy to not do. But say you're some young high school athlete who just struggles with some strength. Start there because someone else isn't doing that. Man. You'll develop. So that's like once you got two, 300 reps, just next day it's like, ah, I'm not feeling it. No, it's easy to not do. Let me just go get, knock it out. I love it. Man, I got a friend. He, um, speaking of the push-ups, uh, my friend, uh, he's at KDAV4 on, I think, Instagram and Twitter. Uh, graduated from IEPY. Um, I'm an alpha, too. So I'm a member of Alpha Alpha Training Incorporated. Uh, the first black intercollegiate fraternity in the world. And so I'm thankful to be a part of such an amazing uh, group of folks. And I'm not trying to make this a great conversation. just wanted to throw it no, out. That awesome. was one of the ways that we kind of had met. Yeah. But now he's just a brother to me. You know what I'm saying? He's, I, there's very few people in the world that I respect more uh, than Christian Davenport. The point is, um, he uses his Instagram to bring people together through fitness, right? And one of his campaigns is, is called Macaroni Time. Um, which is yeah. a dope name. I've seen you say that. Yes, yes, you said that. Yeah, 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 right, right. And we can have a whole other conversation about branding and how social media can bring people together or put people in silos, right? That's a whole different conversation. The point is, though, he had this great, he's dope, this dope challenge. Right? He had people doing 300 push-ups a day. I mean, he, you check his story and he get a day for months. And, I mean, he had like 20 or 30 people like doing 300 push-ups a day. Huh. Bro, that's crazy. Yeah. That's crazy. I like that. That's impact. Yes, that's the word. Impact and influence. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think in the world of influencers, all right, people, I saw some magazines, not some magazine, some article, some influencer, quote unquote, like 3 million followers, she can get 13 people to buy a t-shirt. How do you have that many followers, quote unquote? Yeah. And you can't get 13 people to buy a t-shirt. And I think it speaks to the fact that there's influence, some influence you can't buy. And that influence is called, that kind of influence is impact, like you said. And and I just wanted to throw it out there. I believe, you know, we must invest in our own and, and I have a couple of different campaigns on my on my story, um, and I just believe in trying to put people in places and spaces at tables that we're literally at right now, mm-hmm. that where they may not be, because they yeah. deserve to be there doing good work. So, yeah. shout out to shout out to him. Yeah, hundred percent. So I kind of want to go back to the business a little bit. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, I've oh man, I could keep rolling this train for hours, uh, but I'm curious when you started expanding to other schools. For sure. Uh, we've talked about branding and marketing. We've kind of touched on it. So I kind of want to get into that and how you use social media, how you guys branded, and what that expansion uh, has and is looking like still. It's a great question. Uh, so I think in, in one level, it's, it's trial and error. It's success and failure. And something that I always say is Murdoch doesn't take ills. You know, I have learning experiences. I don't believe in losses. I believe in learning experiences. And so for every, man, I'm not going to lie to you. You know, our, our, we call it our ambassador goal program right now, AGP, but it started as our brand ambassador program, right? Cause there's power in words. Mm-hmm. And just in the way in which we called the program, people took the program more seriously. Okay. We can have aspirations as co-creators of a brand that people who go through this program are going to get this, are going to get that. But if you get the wrong people who don't actually care, believe in the vision, 
it's gonna suck. Mm. Um, and we had to figure out how to develop over time a program that people were able to buy into as much as we were, at least close to it. So when we first started, you know, it was it was purely people. Uh, we we everybody who goes to the program got a free T-shirt. They got the designer T-shirt. They sold the T-shirt. So it was a great way for them to embark on branding themselves, mm-hmm. right? And, and we thought that was a great buy-in for people to become a part of the program. You have the opportunity to develop your own personal brand through selling the shirt. And then if you if your brand was the most popular, and it was literally an Instagram social media contest, we got our professional pictures through partnerships with our side hustles. Uh, Noah has his own photography business called Timeless Pictures. Um, he just added a, a videography segment to it. So shout out to my brother. Literally started that yesterday. Mm. So shout out to him for expanding. I like that name too, Timeless Pictures. Yes, he creates timeless memories and timeless and timeless pictures for people. That's cool. Um, yeah, like it's that. beautiful. I, I encourage everybody to look him up on Instagram. Um, but we we gave people headshots and helped them brand themselves. And then we went on this t-shirt competition. And whichever one got the most Instagram likes, we produced it as a brand. And we sold their shirt. So not only did they get to participate in their own branding experience, but then we empowered them through that brand experience to put them on a greater platform. And so we sold the shirt. So, I mean, imagine like seeing your family in a shirt that you designed. But then also like random people that you never seen in a shirt you designed. People never experienced that. Yeah. Um, and so like through that brand ambassador program, helping people brand themselves. And then moving the next semester from just Butler, people that we knew, to Purdue and DePaul. People that we knew but were on a different campus. That was interesting. You know, there was a lot of learning experiences in that process in terms of how do you engage people critically on a campus that's not yours? You know, do you travel? We have to travel. Uh, but then also we have to change our interview process to figure out who was really committed to this and who wasn't. And then moving to IU the following semester, we did a lot of drastic changes. That was actually where we changed language from brand ambassador to ambassador goal program. Why do we change it? Because brand ambassador makes it sound like it's, a, it's not a relationship. It's just you doing things for us. But this is a relationship we're trying to build with you. As much as you invest in power moves only, PMO is going to invest more into you. And so when you change to ambassador goal, we develop a professional develop a professional leadership development program. And that's what it changed into. It went from a brand ambassador program to a professional development and leadership program. Mm. And so actually this is a great plug for us. We're looking for folks at IUPUI, at Ball State, and at Indiana State uh, for the fall. And so we're going to be opening applications here soon. It's a 12-week professional leadership development program. Okay, and it is it is amazing. We talked about resume building. Mm-hmm. We talked about purpose. We talked about brand building. We talked about getting leadership uh, development on campus. It's an amazing program for twelve weeks, and you get a grad. You get to graduate. You get a certificate. I mean, it's a it's a whole thing. It's an intimate experience. Um, so we're looking for people who want to become involved with that. Feel free to DM us at hashtag PMO if you want to become a part of it. So that's just specifically on the brand ambassador program. We also have our Move of the Month program, um, which is our personal favorite as a brand, where we highlight women of color making power moves in their community. It started in uh, January of 2018. And over the course of 2018, we highlighted 12 women of color making power moves. That's awesome. It, it was, man, it was amazing. It was amazing. But again, right, we don't believe in taking losses, just learning experiences. Mm-hmm. We learned that a lot of the work that we were doing was not reciprocating, meaning the women we were highlighting were sending us their pictures and interviews, which was dope for us to be able to post. But did you get any new connections from that? Mm. You know, did anybody from our network really hit you up? And it happened sometimes, but it wasn't nearly as consistent as we wanted. So what did we do? Took it to the next level in 2019. We launched, uh, didn't relaunch the initiative, but we started uh, in 2019, made it quarterly instead of monthly. So we took more time to develop what? Relationships with the movers that we were promoting. Mm. And we were to highlight six black women studying law at IU McKinney. 
They all got um, professional headshots, never done that before. All got marketing profile videos, never did that before. And we hosted an on-campus discussion about the need for representation within the legal field. And there was buying from the law school about that. That's transforming. Yeah. Does that make sense? That's a whole different experience. And it was it, the most powerful part was to have this discussion with those movers about how they appreciated that experience. And man, that's that's amazing. That's growth, and that's mm -hmm. that's real growth. And then we we just finished the second installment of it with a Her Glow Up Yoga series, um, and that's a group of Black women um, who have their own yoga series, which again is just like transforming the yoga sphere. First of all, I've never did yoga before I, we worked with them, and so that was a, an amazing experience. It's um, a workout. Yes, it is. You would never expect that, but I did it for the first time when I lived in New Jersey, and I just was going into it. Oh, it's just going to be pretty relaxing. It'll be good for me health-wise. It's fantastic. I was dripping in sweat by the yeah. end. I was like, how? <laughs> but as you go through, you're like, oh my gosh, this makes so much sense. Yeah. It's, yeah. It, yeah, I like that. Every yeah. time I do yoga, my body's like, a little more of this, cuz. Like, come on, Chief. I, want, I want some well, more. Every time I do yoga, it's just like my body, it wants it. Like, and then, yeah. I got some tight spots. I got some mobility restrictions still. And I'm just like, I need to invest in a yoga studio here soon. Oh, for sure. And the thing about her glow up is it, it's an inclusive space. You know what I'm saying? Which, to go to something we haven't really talked about, but like brand collaboration, you know, Power Moves only believes in collaboration over competition any day of the week. Uh, oh, great collaborations there's some kind of synthesis. And you know we believe the success is personal, inclusive, and purpose-driven. Her glow up creates a more inclusive space for yoga. And that, I think in many ways, whether or not we were always intentional about marketing the collaboration that kind of a way, that was something that was a part of the collaboration. And we had a great discussion about breaking barriers to yoga and really inviting men, or how, how is yoga not an exclusive space for, for women? And we had a conversation with men and women about yoga and we're able to have like a critical conversation about breaking down those barriers so man it was that's another one of our programs that's a great conversation right? yeah no it, was, no it was great and it was and it, it was predicated upon inclusivity which is central to both of our both of our brands which made it you know all the better it wasn't a task i'm saying it was treasure so mm -hmm. yeah. i like that you guys got some next next level stuff you're doing yeah for sure man. trying to bro. that's awesome yeah. that's and, awesome and you talk about resume building you talked about yes. all that the brand building portion of it, if I want to ask you, just get your opinion on this. <clears throat> what What do you think is are some important things that need to be present for anybody as they build their brand? Because I know everyone has a unique brand about them, but what advice would you give to someone right now who just doesn't think they have a brand that's out there? Like, what do you think needs to be present as you build that? Some important things to consider as you help as you've helped other people obviously do that with Power Moves Only. Three things. I mean, I got a lot I can say. But I'm gonna give you three things. Yeah. One, gotta know your purpose. Mm -hmm. You have to know your purpose because before you open your mouth, someone has a perception of you. Before you open your mouth, that's something my mom's taught me as a young, <clears throat> and like young. Before you open your mouth, Anthony, someone's gonna have a judgment about you, just because that's what we do as people. Like we're naturally judgmental people, and so we do it. But also as a black man, I'm be honest with you. You, you need to be intentional about what you do and how you act. And when I get to open my mouth, when I get to explain my brand, what comes out of my mouth better be purpose-driven because that might be the only moment I have to tell you who I am and it's gonna likely contradict what you thought I was. Mm -hmm. So the first thing, you gotta have your purpose. Murdoch is a purpose-driven, action-oriented servant leader. Okay, gotta have your purpose. The second thing, 
you have to be intentional. We got way too many people out here, whether it's due to a lack of education or willful ignorance or lack of exposure, that don't understand the power of your brand and reputation. Literally, every, there's so many people who are watching you when you don't know that you're being watched. There's people that neither one of you know listen to your podcast that listen to your podcast every week. Every single week. And if we're not intentional about remembering those people, one, we're missing opportunities, right? We're missing opportunities to engage with people. We're missing opportunities to impact people's lives, to expand your brand. But then two, you're selling yourself short. Because you're, 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 you're not taking advantage of the opportunity to impact some, somebody without saying something. Mm. I'm sure you all go through, you all talk about branding strategies and things like that for Off the Dome. And that takes work. But, a, but the, I'd argue probably the majority of the work that you do is the, is the stuff that happens when you're not intentionally engaged with people. So we have to be all the more intentional when we do engage. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. You're able to control that. So, yeah. so you, you got to know your purpose. Okay. You got to be intentional. And then I think the last thing, I'm going to use a word to define the word. You got to stay on brand. Does that make sense? Or, or let's say, let's stay focused. I'll say that. I won't use a word to define it, but I'm going to say stay focused. Okay. Because there's going to be, there's going to come, which I'm sure that you all experience day to day. And I can go on for hours talking about my personal potholes, right? Where... You're on, a, you're, you're on your road, or you're on your process towards progress, and you experience a pothole. And your, your tire might, might go flat. Your, your axle might break. Your steering, wheel, your steering wheel might tweak. And you experience a bump in the road. And at that moment, are you going to divert because of the obstacle that you're facing? Or are you gonna stay focused and on par with your purpose? And I think a lot of people experience obstacles, some folks more than others. And it, they are, and it's tough. And, and sometimes you can't blame people for it, but, it, but it's tough. We will experience those obstacles and we will fall off our path. And we won't stay focused. And little do we know that pothole was there for a reason. That pothole was there for a reason. Because that little pothole is preparing you to take on that next opportunity. And if you don't understand the principles behind getting over that pothole, you can't take on that next step. So, gotta have the purpose. You gotta be intentional. And you gotta be focused. Mm -hmm. I think when you talk about brand building, those three things are so important. Mm -hmm. does, does that answer your question? No, that's, that's, that's perfect. Yeah. That, so, that's that number three, that was for me, yeah. this show. And I think that, that's one of those where you hear something you need to hear. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. yeah. Cause, and I think that's important as well as you're like building it up. And I think once, you, once you've reached a point where like people are actually following you, people are actually paying attention to you, I think at that point, just to add on to what you said, I think it's important to be authentic too wow. about I, – I listened to one of your uh, moments with Murdoch mm -hmm. about how you were saying how people on Instagram, it, it looks like Traveler's Magazine. Man. <laughs> and, and I actually – I, 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 I laughed. I, I literally laughed. I, laughed. I, I was like, that's so true. That's a perfect comparison. And I think it's important for people. People are only people are only sharing their highlights. People are only showing like what's perfect about their life, yeah, where they're at. But I think we we forget like these people. They failed so many times to get to that point to where they're at. And I I think it's important to share those things too. My goodness. So my goodness, bro. I, man, man, bro, man, and, and man, bro. No, I'm serious, because that, that hits home. I'll say this, and this is just another business plug for PMO. Another one of our programs is called um, Passion to Portfolio. 
It's actually, a, and we were talking about this before we walked in the room, before we started recording. Um, Passion to a Portfolio is our power move development program. Um, and it's literally where we take people's ideas from the passion stage to the portfolio stage. That's the workshop I told you. I gotta be out here by a certain time because mm -hmm. we have another one at noon today. Um, but we literally take people's ideas from the passion to the portfolio stage. Passion to practice is one week. Practice to profit, that's this week. Profit to power, that's next week. Power to portfolio the following week. It's tremendous. That's awesome. Yeah. It's tremendous. I mean, it's all virtual and free, right? We talk about the fact that power moves only, we believe success is inclusive. I mean, there's so many entrepreneurs who can't afford a flight to Atlanta, who can't afford a flight to DC or a flight to Los Angeles to go and sit in front of the movers and shakers, the global movers and shakers to get those, those nuggets. But there's also people in our own cities, in our own networks that we like their pictures and post on Instagram and, and comment and DM them all the time and talk who got so much knowledge to share but don't have a platform to share. And so something that Power Moves Only is doing, right? Not trying to do what we are doing. We impacted over 200 entrepreneurs in February with our first installment of um, Passion of Portfolio. Wow. Uh, yeah, over 200 people. Wow. Um, and we're looking to continue to do it with the second installment getting bigger and better. And just trying to give people the platform we have the knowledge to impact people and do it in an inclusive way, and in a free way, giving our free knowledge. The reason I bring it up is because that first week, we talk about the power of a brand. The second week, guess what we talk about? The power of the brand. And the third week, we talk about what? The power of brand. And the fourth week, we talk about the power of branding because it is essential. Mm -hmm. And essential to knowing your brand is how vulnerable and authentic can you be, mm -hmm. right? Not getting off message, because some people can be vulnerable to get off message, and that's a different conversation. Um, but needing to be vulnerable as you build your brand. I think you, you're able to gain your audience and engage your audience in a, in a different kind of a way if they don't think you're perfect. Yeah. So, going off that, so in the last few weeks, we've had some episodes where we've had people reach out, whether it's in person or DM, where it's like, hey, I didn't know I needed to hear this mm. until you guys said it. Or, wow. Or like a, hey, I had the same thing. Like, I'm just glad I heard someone else ha had it too. Wow. And uh, so that's where we're like, and another person, hey, I was kind of surprised you talked about that. It's like, well, you know, if we don't, then we're withholding from people. And people drive off honesty these days. It's like, if you want to win the game, you have to be honest with it. Man. And so that kind of, when, when Tim brought that up, it was like, when you have people that understand that they get it, then you're like, okay, I can't go back. Like once you open that door, it's like I can't go back because I've seen that other people need this from me. To where how you said there's people that we don't know are listening every week. They might not tell us like, hey, I needed this. But they might have been real close to like, man, this, is this it? Like, is this it? Wow. So it's like once we, we got that, and, and in my mind, it was just like, and I know Tim's the same. We can't not do that anymore. Wow. Because we've seen that people need it. So where we didn't know that we'd have this goal, that we'd be in this role for, for other people. And it was just like, man, we were uh, 25, 26-year-old kids. We thought we had some things to say that just weren't getting said. And now it's people like, wow. like you, people finding you, people reaching out to you like, hey, I like what you're doing. Like, let's make something happen. Uh, and then I did have another question yeah, yeah. Uh, for Power Moves Only. And you did hit on some of them. Uh, but I, I was curious if there's one that really stuck out to where people probably look at the page and like, oh man, they, 
that's a good idea, a good hashtag, and it just kind of worked out, right? Uh, what is something behind the scenes as an entrepreneur uh, during that venture that you've had um, a pretty big you know, obstacle where it's like, wow. okay, this is either a make or break or you know, this is something that no one else is going to know or see, but this is, this is a tough, tough battle right here because people think it's overnight success. And I talk about that towards it's not we've had plenty of hiccups that you know we still might not have talked about because there have been so many up to this point but people don't see and understand what really goes on the the trench work as as wow. I refer to it of like man you gotta dig and you dig and it's like we'll just keep going then you hit wow. you hit something it's like oh gotta keep going gotta keep going so I didn't know if there's one for you that stuck out of goodness gracious People don't know this one, but this was this was an obstacle for the business. But we're better off because we hit hit that and kept moving. Man, I know that was a lot. <laughs> no, man, man, but I, even more. But I'm tracking you. I'm tracking you, bro. I'm I'm there, and I'm just thinking about what I'm about to say, and I can't believe I'm about to say this. Um, so one, before I answer that question, I just wanted to say I think it's beautiful the point that you made before both of you. You all are holding yourselves accountable to your audience, and everybody's not doing that. Everybody is not doing that. Okay, and I, and I think that's part of why you, this, this has integrity. It shows has character. And everyone's show does not have integrity and character. I so, appreciate that. So I just wanted to make Thank sure you. I said that. You all are holding yourselves accountable to your audience. And I know you're doing it because you don't know everybody in your audience, but you're thinking about them. And you're keeping them in the back of your mind. And you said that's why you keep doing what you're doing. So everybody is not doing that. So shout out to y'all for doing it. Um, to get to the, the moment, one of the obstacles of the many that we have daily. Um, can I actually share one for Power Moves Only and for Moments with Absolutely. Would you mind? Absolutely. Okay. So for, for Power Moves Only, um, something that we talk about specifically when we try and bring people on the team or collaborate with people, uh, we say very often that we are a brand that serves and happens to have merchandise, not a brand that has merchandise and happens to serve. Does that make sense? So it's central to us are the services that we can provide to people, okay? And, and that's teaching people how to become better and better powerpreneurs, okay? How do we help people make more and more power moves consistently? That's the service we provide through our different programs. However, like I said, we do have some merchandise. And like I told you, you know, core of the brand ambassador program initially, we're helping people, you know, get their t-shirts. And so we sold those t-shirts. We went through a section as a brand. I really can't believe I'm sharing this story. And I hope you don't kill me, Noah, uh, for sharing it, bro. Uh, we went through a phase. And, uh, I mean, we couldn't sell a thing, bro. We couldn't sell anything. Bro, it was so bad. We went through, I think, three weeks of marketing. We put up, but it was bad. We had a whole design contest, and nobody submitted the design. Nobody. People look at our page and just pass by. And I'm thankful I'm not in a place where, also, no one I don't, don't touch the money that Power Moves Only makes. And Power Moves Only don't make no money, really. But if it did, we don't touch that money. We put that back into our programs to serve people, right? So we're not in this for the money is what I'm trying to say. However, we need money to do our work. And it hurts you at a core when you need something from people and people talk about how much they support you, but that support doesn't come in the way you need it to. 
and we literally had three weeks of, I mean, like, we put out a design, but no one submitted a design, which we need to create products. So we made our own designs. No one liked those either. And, then, and we needed money, man. Like bad, like, like we, I, can't, I ain't gonna get into it on the podcast, but it was, it was, it was an economic drought. And again, we're not, man, it was, it was tough. It was tough. Because when you have people that say they support you, but like nobody, I mean, not a click on the link, not a DM, nothing. Man, we were dejected. We're like, bro, how are we supposed to, do people not mess with us anymore? We thought we were like a fad. Like, wow, we had like a really strong 13 months and now people don't mess with us anymore? And, but we had to go through, a, uh, not a rebranding, but we had to restructure how we operate. That was tough, man. That was, and, and people who, like I said, maybe, maybe that story don't hit for some people, but it was, it was, it was demoralizing for me. Cause I was like, bro, people may not mess with us anymore. Right now, funny two months later, three months later, and I don't think I ever told no, it's three months later. Then we we impact over 300, 200 people with a workshop series. We highlight, you know, six black women at the law school. Again, you know what that was, bro? That was one of the potholes. That was a pothole in our process towards progress. And I'm thankful to have my brother, Noah, who was there with us and kept us encouraged, helped us push forward. Thankful for the team we have around us and Janae and Nick and Dex, um, able to bring them on the team and help us really re-strategize and restructure internally to pivot from that and, and, and deal with that pothole and continue that process towards progress. So I think on the power moves only side, that was that was tough, man. Mm. That was that was tough. Thank you for sharing. No, for sure, I, I know it's, it's hard for you to share it too. Yeah, yeah bro. So, so thanks for asking. On I think on the Moms and Murdoch side, man, I had a situation where uh, and Tim knows this because he said he he would watch the Moms and Murdoch, which I appreciate. I used to do uh, moments on Sundays. And then I was on live stream on Saturdays. That's what I used to do. You know what happened, bro? No one watched. And not only did nobody watch, Instagram cut me off. What? Yeah. So, and I didn't even know this was a thing. So, is it for, for those of you that don't know, I write all my speeches. So, I spend time writing. I'm not just talking out my butt. Like, I write my speeches, and I labor over my speeches, and I think about what I said before I say it. So I put out the best content that anybody's going to hear from Moments with Murdoch. I promise if you tune into Moments with Murdoch, you are going to hear content that drives you towards your purpose, encourages you to act, and adds, makes you ask yourself how I can be a better circuit leader every time you listen. I guarantee it. So I put time and effort into that. I'm, I'm reading my speech, right, and, and no one's watching my live stream. And I'm like, okay, people might be at work or something like that, so they're going to watch later. Bro, people didn't watch for so long. Instagram cut off my live stream. Bro, I dang near cried. And I know people are like, bro, it's really not that deep. But when you put hours into something, and like I said, people are telling you that they support you, that they appreciate you, and nobody watches. And no one watches so deep that the structure that you're using cuts you off because your structure doesn't validate your impact. That made me question my purpose. And that, I mean, I called my girl. I talked to my mom. I was extremely discouraged. I was sad because I'm like, man, people, this is another fad. Like, people people liked it and they don't like it no more. 
people don't mess with them anymore. And again, I understood that during my, and then I had to think, and I said, how am I talking to people about my process towards progress, about the process towards progress as an idea, but I'm not practicing the principles that I preach. And I had to go back and encourage myself with the stuff that I was talking about every week. And I understood this was just a pothole. And so I pivoted. And so you know what? I got off live stream. I stopped doing live streams. I started to pre-record my speech. And so now I'm getting, you know, four or 500 views on every Instagram TV video. Does that make sense? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so yeah. I, and I share that with people that are listening to understand that, one, during your process towards progress, you're going to experience potholes. But those potholes have purpose. And it's about whether or not you stay true to your purpose and are able to push through that pothole and continue your process to see the principles that they're teaching you so that you continue to move on your purpose. And I'm thankful that I had a support system of people around me who were able to, to push me through that moment. And I'm thankful to where I am now and where I'm going. And I got so much in store for y'all, man. Mm -hmm. I love so, it. So, so those are, those are, I think, two yeah. different moments where. Yeah. That's awesome. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Thank sure. you, man. Yeah. It seems like you're building momentum too, off off of where you are now. Because you have to start from somewhere. Like, yeah. I was watching. I saw a video uh, a couple months ago of, of Travis Scott like performing mm -hmm. a concert mm -hmm. at some like fair. There were like 15 people there watching. No him. way. 15, 20. This was this was like years ago, like before he got big. But like you just look at what his concerts are now. He's selling out stadiums all the time. Yeah. It's just it's just. Everyone started at that point, yes. at some point in time, where they didn't have a lot of eyeballs at some point. But they, and everyone got got discouraged, but they had people around them that pushed them through that. And they build off the momentum they achieve as they go on. So it's just something to be aware of. Like everyone, everyone starts somewhere. And that just, that spoke to me, like seeing that. Like there's like 15 people there. <laughs> I was like, Bro, this doesn't just, this doesn't look right. Like I'm used to him seeing like. 15 million, you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Like, and bro, the, that's why the, the process towards progress is patience plus persistence plus purpose equals progress. The reason why patience is the first step is because you need that to get... Patience is difficult for so many people. So many people, bro. Like, it's so, so hard, myself included. But in any process, the hardest step is the first step. If you can learn to be patient in the principles of... And I took 13 weeks to talk about the principles of patience. If you can learn to respect... I don't know if we ever master patience, but if you can learn to respect and practice patience purposefully, man, that, that does that that does so much for your process towards progress. And that's why I talked about it first, because not only do you need to be patient with people, you got to be patient with yourself, bro. Like Travis was probably patient with himself. Well, not he knew it. He may have had people holding him accountable to it. He had to be patient with his own process. Mm hmm. And, and that's the reason, well, probably a huge reason why he was able to go from having 15 people to have, you know, listen to him in a fair to 15 million people listen to his albums. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I have to learn to be patient with myself, too, and say that it, it's, it's going to take time. And, and, and time is going to be tumultuous, and it's going to be tremendous. It's going to make me sad, but it's going to build me to something spectacular. And I had to take that time. I had to be patient. Mm -hmm. So, no, I, I, I love it. That's what's up. That's what's up. So, uh, Murdoch, you're in your second year of law school as well. Oof. And I am really interested because I am someone who uh, is really good at trying to do too much and then denying that I'm doing too much. Me too. Uh, so how do you manage your time with law school, business, uh, friendships, family, uh, you and your girl? How do you, how do you keep, keep it all floating? Oh, 
I don't want to keep it off floor. I today you said you got coaching calls. You got a crazy uh-huh. Saturday, uh-huh. you know. So and, honest and then you time too. Man, honest moment, everybody. Balance. Um, historically for me, terrible. Bro, I, every, so to start high school, I ended up in a hospital. First two weeks of high school. Oh, jeez. I don't know if you know this, but at Butler, same situation, bro. Mm, yeah, because I overworked myself. Mm. Especially when I started something new, trying to rebuild that brand, that, that reputation. Push myself to a place my body can't go. And starting law school, couldn't do that. And I ain't gonna lie, man, when I first started, I was nervous. I talked to my, uh, my girl and my mom, my pops, my family about it for real, saying I can't start law school how I started high school and how I started college. Um, because law, the rigor of law, and I'm also an evening student. Mm-hmm. So I work during the day and go to school at night. Mm-hmm. Um, which adds a whole new dynamic to the whole law school thing, bro. Um, and I had to really figure out how I was not, I couldn't get sick, you know what I'm saying? I couldn't be in the hospital for a couple days because I was working myself. Because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lose. Everything's on the curve. And there's folks coming in here knowing how to do some of this stuff. And I, I'm like, my God, what are you talking about? Um, so to give a little bit of context to where I am now, I wanted to tell people that. Like, I don't have it perfect. And I don't even come from a perfect background. Like, I suck at this. Um, I'm just learning to get better. And you know what? Part of how I'm learning to get better is, and I'm not trying to be funny, but I had to remember my purpose. I had to figure out what role law school played in my process. Once I learned that, it helped me orient a lot of other things. So I knew how to prioritize my time, okay? Uh, something one of my mentors, Ruben Pouchet, uh, who, the third, uh, who um, is an attorney at uh, Barnes and Thornburg, a great brother, and someone that I revere um, and have a lot of respect for, told me that I need to stop prioritizing according to my schedule. I need to schedule according to my priorities. Mm-hmm. That's very different. Yeah. That's very different. And once I figured out my priorities, which are predicated on my purpose, right, then I could schedule accordingly. And when I was able to start doing that, I was able to make a lot, a lot of better decisions. But that was a process in and of itself. I had to figure out what my purpose was, okay? I had to figure out what my priorities were. And, and like I said, some people never accomplish either one of those things. So I can't blame folks for never being able to figure out how to balance family and friends and faith and fun. Because some people spend their whole life and never know their purpose, let alone their priorities. And I'm thankful to be in a position where I was able to figure out both, at least for right now. Um, and so once I was able to figure out what my priorities were, because I knew what my purpose was, I was able to allocate my time appropriately. So I schedule every week. Every Sunday I take time. Um, shout out to my bro, uh, Jamar who is actually now the mayor of the city of Lawrence. Um, it's also a law school student that's graduated from McKinney. Uh, and he told me, I need to do that. I need to take time every week to schedule. And so I literally schedule every minute of my day, every Sunday afternoon. Um, I take a time throughout the week and I follow that schedule. And, that, and I calculate the hours that I spend according to my priorities. So if, you know, faith is most important to me, right? God is, God is up here, you know, they come before anything. So what do I do as soon as I wake up, bro? I get in my devotion. Okay, and then I meditate, and then I write, and then I pray, and then I go to the gym. That's every morning. So as soon as I wake up, the first thing on my mind is my faith, because that's my priority, because it's central to my purpose. Like I said, because I told you, Murdoch is a, you know, I'm a, I'm a Christian black man who is a purpose-driven, action-oriented servant leader. So if I'm going to call myself that, 
then dang damn it, my priorities need to align. And so if I'm saying I'm a Christian first, then I gotta put God first. Mm -hmm. And that's the first thing I do when I wake up. Does that make sense? I listen to a sermon every day. When I'm at the gym, I'm not listening to Travis or hip hop. I listen to a sermon. And that's, that's, awesome. a, that's a growth in my spiritual journey. You know what I'm saying? I didn't do that before. I said if, if, if he's someone that's priority, shoot, I'm gonna need to listen to him. You know what I'm saying? That ain't always easy. I don't always wanna listen to somebody talking about scriptures and stuff when I'm at the gym trying to get a couple hundred pounds off my chest. <laughs> but man, it, it helps me grow. I'll do mine in the sauna. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's a lot, a lot better, bro. That's like, yeah. um, Sometimes you gotta get yelled at, you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. God, give me the power of this. Is no, seriously, bro, you know what I'm saying? So, God, I gotta get this close. <laughs> but no, man. Um, <laughs> you talk about balancing and like figuring out how to balance that kind of stuff. Yeah. It, those priorities. And so I, I spend time at the beginning of the week scheduling every minute of the day. And I need to make sure that the hours I spend are analogous to my priorities. If I'm saying that family is more important than power moves only. If that's what I say. But my time does not reflect that. I'm lying to myself. Mm. And I adjust that. Now that takes discipline which is at the heart of persistence, the second step of your process towards progress. So I'm constantly working to make sure that my schedule reflects that. But you're talking about how do I balance it? That's how I do it. Had to figure out my purpose. Based on that, I figure out my priorities. And then what do I do? I schedule according to my priorities, not the other way around. Mm -hmm. That's big. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to implement that. Yeah. I like that a lot. Yeah, because you can't be a slave to your schedule if you enjoy what yeah. you're doing. Yeah. Like if you got your priorities straight, you're no longer a slave to your schedule. 100%. I think a lot of people are. Yeah. So I have been, but yeah, keep going. And, and one thing that you said, Murdoch, um, you said it helped once you figured out the role that law school was going to play in your purpose. So wow. now I want to ask, what role is law school playing in Murdoch's purpose in life? That is a phenomenal question, and that that's a that's an amazing question. And the the role that law school plays is the role that it should have been playing the entire time. I just got distracted. And I got distracted by what were potholes, but they looked like um, tolls. Okay, and by that I mean, I thought this thing, if I took a separate route, it was gonna get me where I wanted to get to quicker. And in fact, by taking it, it caused me to go through something that if I'd have stayed focused, I'd have never got in it. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. And I had opportunities and I was meeting people who were telling me about the things I could do with my law degree that I was trying to make fit into what I already knew and I was supposed to be doing. I said before I went to law school that I'm doing all of this because Power moves only is my purpose, and speaking is my passion. I said that before I stepped foot in a law school. But I get to law school, I'm meeting people, I'm talking to people, I'm networking with folks, and I'm seeing that there's these opportunities to work in certain places and spaces to make a heck of a lot of money that I'm like, okay, so I can, I can work here, I can make this money, right, and I can use it to invest back in my business, then it all makes sense. But was that what I was thinking in the seventh grade when I said law school was the goal? Was I thinking about this was how I was gonna do this? And it wasn't. And I had to stop, I had to, I had to stay focused, man. And so when you talk about what role does my law 
degree play in, in my purpose. Law school, my law degree, is going to help me protect my entrepreneurial pursuits. Because within my entrepreneurial pursuits, that being the brand I'm building in Murdoch and Power Moves Only, I create content with purpose. And my purpose is in that content. So naturally, if I'm able to protect my pursuits, what am I protecting? My purpose. And so I'm using that degree to protect my purpose and my passion. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And so, so that's why I'm in law school. So that nobody can come in here and try and co-opt the material that we produce or can try and threaten the lives of the people that we change through our business. And no one can take the material and the content that I produce through Moments of Murdoch and all the other stuff I got coming for y'all in these next few years. Um, that's why I'm in law school. That's why I'm here, man. That's awesome. And if that doesn't scream that you got value, then My God. people can stop listening. My God. Appreciate that, bro. Yeah. This is, this is great. Yeah, I know, uh, I know you're on kind of a time crunch yeah, as yeah. well. Uh, so I want to make sure, Tim, anything else specific or Murdoch, anything else specific? I want to make sure we get as much good stuff in that we can here in our uh, last few like we, we could talk all day if we wanted to. Oh, I, yeah, I know. That was a dangerous thing for me to say. I should have rephrased that. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't – I mean, this was, this was natural. This was just a great conversation yeah. with you. I, mean, I just want to say, obviously, thank you. For the opportunity, genuinely appreciate y'all letting me on this platform. Thank you for your time. Hey, we know you have very little free time. Listen, it's, but it's good to be. But this is this is purposeful stuff. This, mm-hmm. you know, what I'm saying this. One, I'm saying family is after after faith is family for me. You know what I'm saying Tim is Tim's family to me. You know what I'm saying, and you shoot. And then the close we get, yeah. you're my family too. Yeah, it's um, the last of us. <laughs> no, for real, for real. But I'm but I'm serious about that. And so yeah. if your family is something that's important to me. And I think even greater than that, like relationships, developing relationships with people. I don't network. I build relationships. Right. Um, networking is so transactional. So shout out to um, Bria Wright of Soul Culture Blog. She was the first facilitator for the Passionate Portfolio Series, also graduated from Butler. Mm-hmm. Um, and she, she helped me learn that. It's not about networking. It's about relationship building. And so if, if relationship building and family is important to me, this kind of stuff is in not only, you know, helps me build my brand, but this is family time to me. And so, so no, this is, this, is, this is priority. This is what I'm supposed to be doing. So, so thank y'all for your time. Um, for the people listening, you feel me? Thank you. I hope you listen. I hope there were some nuggets that you were able to get. Murdoch is about we and not me. And there's mm-hmm. not one moment I don't spend thinking about us. And so uh, I hope that in listening to this, you feel me, that you engage with me, engage with moments with Murdoch, because I want to chop it up with you. I want to talk to you. Uh, not actually want to talk with you. Yeah, so that's good. Yeah, Murdoch, yeah, where, uh, where can people find you here, brother? Oh, uh, so I'm on Instagram right now, and that's really all I am right now. That's intentional. I'm trying to streamline my impact. That might change here soon. I got a lot of people in my ear talking about needing to diversify my platforms, uh, but right now I'm on Instagram at a Murdoch a m u r d o c k underscore i i. It's pretty simple because my name is Anthony Murdoch the second. So yeah, so a Murdoch underscore i on Instagram. Follow me, engage me, I appreciate you. And for Power Moves Only, hashtag PMO. Literally, H-A-S-H-T-A-G-P-M-O. Hashtag PMO on Instagram. Engage with us, follow us. I promise, you come, I'm going to have some kind of new content for you. Slide in my DM, we can chop it up. 
Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much again for listening. We always appreciate your time, your ear. We had a distinct pleasure sitting down with Anthony Murdoch. He can do all things. He will do all things. He is a purpose-driven, action-oriented servant leader. Check him out. He's got it going on. Thank you again.